Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning and welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We got music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. I love Post Malone. Boy, he's good. He's he, really good. He's like Ed Sheeran so good. so many of his songs. So many of his songs. Well, he's got another one. Oh, cool. And in this one, he is covering Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. It's for, I guess it's for like a Pokemon Day celebration. I don't know what that means. But anyway, um, you remember the song, Only Want to Be With You? Oh, my word. Love that song. So good. Oh, it makes me so happy that you love that song. Only wanna be here. Okay, maybe he can do a little better. I mean, come on. That's cool. So good. That sounds good. I love that. Now, is that a reference to the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the lyric is actually, I think, the Dolphins. Right. And he changed it to the. Gotcha. To the the, the other guys. Get it? Okay, so that's Post Malone. In the original. When the Dolphins Make Me Cry, was he referring to the football team? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that all makes sense. There you go. Fun facts. Um, now, Steve, I would like to move on to another cover. This one is from two members of Toto. So, Joseph Williams and his bandmate, Steve Lukather, covered a Beatles classic. I love this song. Listen to how they kill it. Woo! I love it. Please tell me we did not lose Steve Patterson. I think maybe we No! This is the moment I've been waiting for the whole show, was to share a little piece of trivia with him. Steve, Um, call in if you can, man. Yeah, Steve, call us right now. Okay. Maybe he can hear us. Maybe he can't. All right. Well, in the meantime, we'll get back to that because he has to be here for that. Um... Other music news, Kelly Clarkson says that she has written approximately 60 songs since filing for divorce from Brandon Blackstock last June. Um, she hey said, guys, good to be back. Oh, hey, Steve, what happened, buddy? Oh, you know, I stepped on something and then all the power in this room just turned off. All right. Are you ready for your fun fact then? 
Oh, yeah, good. I didn't miss it. Okay, I was coming okay, out no. of the hoodie. Last thing I heard was the hoodie cover, which was just Oh, great. then you missed the cover. The, okay, it doesn't matter. You wouldn't know the song anyway. Good. Okay, so Joseph Williams is the lead singer, current lead singer of Toto. We love that. That's a nice fact. <laughs> you have a better one? Yes. Okay, great. Guess who his dad is. Joseph Williams mm-hmm. is the current lead singer of the... Um, Williams. Oh, yep. Is it John Williams? It is. That's Composer John Williams? Yes. Tell oh, him. well, that's great. So um, here he is talking about having a dad who is a legendary wow. composer. At the time that my mother passed away, my dad's career was just really taking off. That was like right at the same period of time as Jaws and Star Wars. You know, it was right there. And we all the kids were teenagers. It was just a really rough period of time. Hmm. So everybody was kind of holding each other together. But he's a remarkable guy, you know, with just a remarkable heart and an incredible sense of discipline. You know, he's always been all three of his kids' best teacher. Wow. Interesting, isn't that? Can I, how could we have not known that before? I'm sure people who are fans of Toto have known it. Wow. And I think he came in right around 86. I think somebody else may have been the lead singer because I think they came out, Africa came out like in 82. But yeah, I don't know. Toto hasn't been on anybody's radar until that cover of Until the cover of Africa. Um I maintain one of the coolest things, a bucket list thing, which, frankly, I'm not going to make happen. But I have friends who have gone. John Williams, every year, does a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. What a what a cool venue in the Hollywood Hills. And it's outdoor, and it's fantastic. You bring oh. your wine and your picnic baskets, and they have Ooh. little seating cubicles and all that. But then he plays his greatest hits, John Williams. So you go through Star Wars. Uh, you touch oh. on Home Alone. You go through Indiana Jones. I mean, the amount of movies that he's done is is really, really staggering. And so just imagine being in the hills of Hollywood, under the stars, oh, a it. bottle of vino, and John Williams himself is on stage directing the orchestra. Mm. Come on, man. That is cool. Me want it in my heart. Why can't you make that happen? You make it sound like it's something that can't be achieved. Well, okay, thank you for pushing me to new heights. <laughs> well, here's what I was thinking. It won't happen this summer. John Williams is in his mid-80s, I think. I don't know how much longer he's planning on, on doing it. Okay. Oh, that's too bad. It's too bad. It's too bad. And there's a pandemic. You've heard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I did see a headline in the Star Tribune. I don't know if it was today or yesterday that said something about the state fair. What are they? Are they hazarding a guess at it? Here's here's my thought on the state fair, if you find that, is that it will happen in an abbreviated form, probably even an abbreviated stretch of time. I think they're going to have to, if they want to do it, total guess. You have to limit admission this year. Yeah, they say they are expected to return this year. That's the headline. Minnesota State Fair manager is preparing for a return this summer after canceling um, last year due to COVID. No final decisions have been made either way. Does it mention anything about limiting attendance? Nope. It just says there's a good chance. Hmm. Okay. So I think we'll be back there in some way, shape, or form. But I just don't think it'll be like normal. 
some people are replying on Twitter like, yeah, unless no masks, no thanks. How about uh, masks and vaccines required with social distancing? Then someone else, if masks are required, I won't be going. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, you... Well, how you are you going to do, eat? You just need to put it like... Well, you can pull it down when you eat anywhere, right? You yeah, sit down at a restaurant right. and your masks can be right. off while you're seated at the restaurant. Um, I heard Disney's doing a weird thing. They're kind of like the state fair, right, in terms of how they sure. manage attendance and stuff. That if you want to eat there, my sister is there, you have to... You have to be stationary. You cannot walk with any food. Oh, you yeah. You have to be stationary, eat your food Smart. or drink your drink, mask up again, and then walk. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that concludes the beat for today. I thought that was decent. Except for the point where you fell off. That was my favorite three-minute stretch. <laughs> I really got some stuff done. Everybody else is, too. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hey, joke. We... You're my best friend. I... Okay. Uh, when we come back, Twitter announced something. It's called the Super Follow. Mm. After years of admitted non-innovation on their platform, uh, and their CEO, Jack Dorsey, said as much, what they have introduced now, which could be meaningful if you happen to have quite a few followers. We'll explain the super follow. That and some other techie things coming your way next on Don and Steve on my top. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. I'm wearing underwear. That is mandated by the company. Happy to hear it. I am, too. What kind of underwear are you wearing now I'm, that we're on the topic? Okay, thank you for asking. I'm actually wearing men's underwear. They're chill it. boys. I love these. I love these. They're the bamboo boxer briefs. Yes, they're for men, but women love them, too. And because I'm wearing baggy pants today, I'm like, oh, I feel so cool and soft I and know. somewhat ladylike while wearing men's Whoa. underwear. What a day it is. Here's the key. The key is bamboo. And I have to tell you that, fellas, maybe you've done this too. You've tried other underwear. I've tried underwear from other companies that claim to be king when it comes to comfort. Not even close. I'm telling you, these are legitimately the most comfortable pair of underwear that have ever adorned my trunks that are my thighs. They feel good. The waistband doesn't curl over in defeat midway through mm -hmm. the day. It's comfortable from beginning to end. You have to try them on. Once you do, you will be a believer. More info, you can find it at chillboys.com. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Hey, Steve. Hey, oh, Donna, oh, hey, hi. How's it going, man? Have you set up a Twitter account yet? Um, I have, actually. Thank you. Go ahead, brag it up. How many followers do you have, big dog? Why? Just answer the question. Not as it's many public as you. No, no, no. I'm sure you do. I don't know. Let's see. I'm going home. Oh, home. interesting. What does this mean? I'm just hitting the home button. I have uh, 8,391 followers. All righty, my friend. Are you looking for multiple streams of income? Would you like to be able to retire early? Yes, please. Screenshots shared by Twitter showcase a new feature that will eventually allow Twitter users to subscribe to their favorite creators for a monthly price. One screenshot, screenshot details a $4.99 per month cost. It's called the Super Follow. This was just announced yesterday. Then the people who choose to follow, so let's say you follow Shaquille O'Neal, and you say, hey, I like his stuff. You pay your $4.99 a month, and then you get exclusive content, subscriber-only perks, subscriber-only newsletters, community access, mm. deals and discounts, and 
a supporter badge to wear like a Boy Scout. Creators in the program will also uh, be able to paywall certain media that they share, including tweets, fleets, don't know, and chats (laughs) that they organize in Twitter's Clubhouse competitor spaces. So they are... Jack Dorsey, who's the the bigwig over at Twitter, um, he was talking about the lack of you know development, and they've just kind of been... Twitter's been Twitter, right? Instagram has changed over the last couple of years. Facebook has changed. They have all been implementing stories and reels and things like that. Twitter's kind of been Twitter. It's just come here if you want to complain about stuff or cancel people. But now they're introducing the super follow. Does this interest you at all? Mm. Would you pay five bucks a month for anyone if you were going to get exclusive content? No. What kind of exclusive content would you put out if you were charging your 8,000 plus followers to pay? What would you do? Well, well, imagine this. What if so? If you have eight thousand followers, yeah. If you could get one thousand of them to pay five dollars a month, what's one thousand times five? Um, Fifty grand. That's five thousand. I think. <laughs> Wait, you said one thousand times five. Yeah, yeah, that would be five thousand. That's five thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, spread out over a year. Now we're at sixty grand. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Can I talk with you more about money now? Yes, please. Do you need a Money Monday open? The beginning of it would be nice. Um, Just the cash register sound. Mel, talk. Oh, that's not that? it. It starts with an M. It starts with an M. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. All right, there that's you all. Go. Um, we were talking about. <laughs> I did this hypothetical with somebody last week. I love hypotheticals. I hate them. Okay, so I said to this person. Um, Hey, if would you let's say uh, New York City calls you, I am walking here, and they call and say we want to offer you the same position that you have right now, but it's in New York City. You have to uproot your life and all of that, and the pay uh, is one million dollars a year. Because everybody's like New York is so expensive, and that's just you know crazy. Oh, so the I just pay stay with my brother. Is it okay? <laughs> Live for free. <laughs> The pay is a million dollars a year. So I, th- I forget how it ramped up to that, but it was like, oh, I wouldn't even do it for a million bucks. And then to which I really like to j- drive the needle in deeper to figure out, do you know how the money of that works? Let's let's really work it down so that you can understand what you're saying no to. Because everybody says, oh, I would never do that. Everybody's got a price. here. So then we did math and figured out what would it look like if you made a million dollars. Based on my um, calculations, if you worked in taxes as well, okay, Imagine, today's payday for us. Imagine if you went and looked at your pay stub today, Donna, and after taxes were taken out, Mm -hmm. you had a $23,000 paycheck. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice, huh? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. That, if I am not mistaken, hang on a second. Would, just, would you just give me a minute? Okay, I'll give you a minute. Grant just entered the room. Hey, guys. Hey, Grant. Hey, Grant. Steve's getting out the calculator for yeah, us. Yeah, he's doing yep. math and stuff. Okay, yeah, because your pre-tax paycheck, if you had 26 paychecks making a million dollars a year, paid every other week, pre-tax would be $38,461. After taxes, we're going to take that down to about $23,000. Okay. It's roundabout, I give or take. But imagine, $22,000. So do you think you could live in New York or San Francisco or L.A. now? Yeah, how about this? You get a really nice place. Pay ten grand a month. Guess what? You still have twelve thousand dollars left over from that paycheck. And then the next paycheck that comes in is gonna be twenty three thousand dollars free and clear for you to pummel into your savings account. Could you imagine? Do you realize how much money people get? And then we 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 looked up a, a media star who is making uh ten million a year, okay? Somebody's uh coughing. Trying to sneeze. Or, okay. I'm a professional. So this person makes $10 million a year. That means the after-tax paycheck every other week that that person gets, $223,000. That you get every other week? Every other week? Yeah, that's great. And then what if you have that job for seven years? Point being, people who are really rich, millions rich, are so much richer than the rest of us can fathom. When you get into the millions, it is... Uh, unfathomable. Okay, but some, I mean, you got a two hundred twenty thousand dollars paycheck today, Donna. That would be great. And then you're getting another one in two weeks, and then two weeks after that. Imagine the financial worry that would evaporate. Yeah, that would be great. It'd be great. Be able to help people. Nice lead with virtue. I like it. <laughs> um, hey, speaking of money, one more thing. Since okay. we're in a little faux money Friday. Um, Costco, I heard, is planning to up their minimum wage for their warehouse workers to $16 an hour. What was it before? It was at $15 an hour, oh, and then Amazon nice. was doing that as well. And so it's kind of it's kind of cool that it's almost like they have a little contest going. The Amazons of the world uh, and the Costcos of the world all saying, oh, yeah, we could do that too. Oh, we could pay that much as well. So they're going to up it to 16 bucks an hour as a base wage. I had no idea that the minimum wage was that much. Well, it's not. It is for those places. Amazon oh, is, is pushing for wage? a $15 uh, federal minimum wage. I believe it's $7.25 at a federal level. Whoa. Which that's comes low. out to 15000 a year if you work yeah, full time. Yeah, yikes. All right. Thank you All for right. that. Yeah, whatever. All right. Let's play the college pop culture knowledge. 651-641-1071. Uh, you can call right now, and then you could bet on me or bet on Donna, and you could win a prize. Game time next on this Friday edition of Donna and Steve. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Friday edition of this. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. Well, guys, how is it going today? Grant, we're feeling good. I'm on a tear. You are. 
And I feel like I'm about to turn on the afterburners here and leave Donna in her embarrassing dust. It, it very well could happen. How are that- you, Donna? Not as good. Good. No. <laughs> well, uh, we are in the 37th edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. As Steve said, he is kind of on a tear right now. He is leading 21 to 15. Uh, Megan yesterday helped him out in getting a win with the Harry Styles or Olivia Wilde movie topic. Today, we have the lovely and talented Linda from Plymouth. How you doing, Linda? Linda. I'm fantastic. Linda, listen. (laughs) All right. Okay, so Linda, today you are playing for a viewing code for the screening of Land starring Robin Wright in her directorial debut on Focus Features. It's a digital screening on March 4th. Okay, Linda? Okay, sounds good. All right, so you know how this game works, right? Yes, I do. All right, so today's topic, since it's a Friday game show, we're going to go 21st century game shows. So... Okay. More, a little bit newer game shows. Think of it that way, okay? Mm. Now, knowing that, Linda, who would you like to play with, Donna or Steve? Come on, Linda. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, I, I win. Boy, I want to support me. Donna, but I, I kind of have to go Steve. That's, That's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Hey, Donna, do <laughs> us right. a favor. I thought we were friends. Just, hey, Donna, don't <laughs> be okay, like that. Just do fine. us a favor and get the heck out of here. All right, bye. All right, we'll call her back in. Linda, thank you so much. You went with your gut there. Because this ain't yeah. a friendship competition. Donna is a, between you and me, a vile person off there. You wouldn't want to be friends <laughs> with her. This is about winning the prize, and we're going to do that yeah. together. Yes, yes. I can still hear you. Oh, hello, Donna. Hey. Hi, Donna. Hey. Uh, All right, Donna's, Donna's she looks, moving a little slower than normal. She's going to get out of here. She's there gone she now. All okay. Right, she's gone. All right, Linda, so if you could just wait to the end, and you can assist Steve after he answers the questions himself. Okay, Linda? Sounds good. All right, Steve, here we go. In this, and again, 21st century game shows is the topic, okay? Okay, all right. In this NBC game show hosted by Chris Hardwick, a team of two contestants attempt to bank as many possible questions, or excuse me, bank as much money as possible by answering questions correctly. And then they land balls in high-valued slots of a 40-foot pegboard, similar to the game of Plinko. The Wall. In this Discovery Channel game show, contestants climb into a car and try to win money. Cash cab. This ABC game show featured contestants competing in what was billed as the world's largest obstacle course. And in 2020, the show was rebooted on TBS with host John Cena. I think Wipeout is that game. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with... Wipeout, I do believe. Yes. All right. I feel I feel pretty good about those. We'll, I guess, give it over to Linda to see if she has any say in this. Linda? Yeah, Linda, do you, do you uh, concur with Steve? The first two for sure. Um, is this third one Ninja Warrior something? Well, it's up to you. Do you want to change it or do you want to leave oh, his no, no, correct no. answer? No, I don't want to change it. I'll go with what Steve said. I think he's right. Okay. All right, Linda. That sounds good to you me. You made the right choice, Linda. I'm All gonna... right. Grant's going to go get Donna. <laughs> yes. You guys talk about uh, Linda, what's what's happening next for you, my my BFF? Where are you going to after this? Uh, well, I'm just working today and just trying to get the paperwork done, you know. You can't can't leave the office till the paperwork's done. I know. Especially on a weekend. Listen, you get all that yeah. done and then you'll be ready to rock. Okay. Uh, Donna Valentine is now back in the room. She looks hydrated, was able to sneak in a quick smoke. Hey, Donna. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, hey, Donna, man. you ready to take on Steve for the uh, 21st Century Game Shows on today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge? I'll try. <laughs> All right. 
uh, Linda, if you could wait till the end to to, to kind of check in with us, if we'll we'll just get th- through Donna's questions, okay? You bet. All right, here we go, Donna. In this NBC game show hosted by Chris Hardwick, a team of two contestants attempt to bank as much money as possible by answering questions correctly and landing balls in high-value slots of a 40-foot pegboard, similar to the game of Plinko. Um, the 100? In this Discovery Channel game show, contestants climb into a cab and excuse into a cab and try to win money. Cash cab. This ABC game show, show featured contestants competing in what was billed as the world's largest obstacle course. Oh. And in 2020, the show was rebooted on TBS with host John Cena. Wipeout. Okay. I think. I don't know. Could you want to go that. back to any of your answers? No. You're going to stick with all of your answers. I am. Are you trying to lead the witness again? No, I'm just confirming feels that, like it. That, <laughs> that you're sticking with your answers. Okay. I'm happy she did. As all I'm right, sure whatever. you are, Steve. The first right. question was about the game show The Wall. And Donna, you said 100, I believe, mm-hmm, right? The 100. Yes, yeah, Steve got it correct with The Wall. The second one, the Discovery Channel. And I said cab, so I gave you a little hint there. My apologies, everybody. Don't need the emails. Uh, cash Cab <laughs> is going to be uh, the answer to the second one, which you both got. And lastly, Wipeout was the third game show. So mm-hmm. it looks like Linda and Steve are our Friday game show winners. Yeah, Linda, way to go. Congratulations, Linda. You got yourself, like I said, a viewing code for the screening of Land, starring Robin Wright and her directorial debut, and it's on March 4th, okay? Wow. Yeah, congratulations. See, sometimes winning is good, because you got to, like Steve said, it's not always picking who you want. It's just, yeah, you know, you gotta... she won't be your friend in real life. Stick with the winners. Grant, what's the total right now before Linda goes? What's the, what's the, the that series would, total again? That would bring the total to 22 to 15 going into Monday. So, Donna. Jeez. We need to uh, go down the country route of topics, maybe, uh, no? I know other stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did, uh, no. Linda, congratulations. Linda, hey, wait. Thanks, guys. This Lin- is awesome. Linda, would you have known the first answer, the wall? Yes. Okay. I don't mm. believe it. And she almost, she flirted with changing, and I had to be silent. She flirted with changing Wipeout to American Ninja Warrior. That's what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. I was and like, Grant Ugh. said, "Do you want to change the answer?" And I think Grant, you know, when you ask the person that, they suddenly sense the onus mm. and the responsibility of if I change this because it wasn't like I had a blank. I had an answer. You did. And she opted not to overturn it, and yep. so all we right. can all say together, "Suck it, yeah. Donna." All right, <laughs> all right Linda. Linda Scram. All right, stand, um, stand hold for us, Linda, please. Okay. Now, is it twenty-three to fifteen? Was it 22 to 15 yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, Let's just check the record books over the weekend. We, I will check it. Uh, I believe today, yes, I will check. Actually, I've got it right here. You guys, uh, I can check. Okay. All right, Donna. What? Um, you know, we're testing out a little video fun that we're going to be having. There are going to be ways for you to watch us and enjoy us. But it's really fun because I get to see you deep breathing again. <sighs> I get to see you biting your nails. Did you get my email? I did not get your email. When did Go you check send your email it? Right now, and read it aloud to the to the class. Stop touching your face. I can't help it. I know, right? You have to. I and my hair is always in my eyes, and I think we need to go. Listen, high and tight pixie cut from my girl. <laughs> How would you look in a in a pixie cut? I wonder. Is it there's got to be an app where we could test out? Show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on 
There is an app for that, though. There is. There is, right? Yes. Yeah. And just to confirm, we are, it is right now, the, the score was correct. So today going into today, it was 21-15. Steve now has the lead 22-15 going into Monday. Woohoo! So, there we go. All right, All I'll right, take it. Distance of seven. I wasn't even listening. It's okay, Donna. We can win. You, you, aren't you winning in... Uh, Millennial X Games. You're up two to one in that. That's the that's the weekly one. That's the big one. That is the big one. Yeah. Okay. This is regular season. That's the playoffs. Yes. So you're doing great. There's a TikTok video. Um, there's a guy on TikTok convinced that there's one question you should always ask during a job interview. He said he saw it on a mm. YouTube career video, and people in the comments section swore by it. He also used this question. So this is a question if you're getting interviewed that you should ask the interviewer. Yes. All right, let's see if we can figure this out. Can we guess? I don't think you'll get it. You could guess, sure. I'll, I will give you um, 40 seconds to guess. Okay, what is the biggest weakness of the company? Oh, interesting choice there. What sort of, uh, what, what sort of qualities do you value most in an employee? Interesting. No. Any discounts in the cafeteria? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the question. Mm -hmm. Based on what we talked about today, is there anything that's giving you hesitancy with hiring me? Ooh. That is that because it shows, albeit perhaps faux, self awareness? Less that, but more that if the employer does express a concern, it gives you the chance to. Fight for yourself. Oh, that's it. Oh, okay. I see. Because then the thing that they would go and tell their colleagues after, you know, I just, there was something about the way he answered that they could just say to you right there. You know, when I asked you what your greatest weakness is, I don't feel like you were straight up with me and you just told me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. How would you answer that again? Mm, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. How that's about, a daring yeah. question to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe the person has a criminal background. And they would like to say, I'm a changed man or a woman. Great point. Yeah. And I've learned and blah, blah, blah. How did you get in here? (laughs) Did you have to, what'd you do? Did you sit down with Amy? Do you remember much of that conversation? I did, yeah. I met Amy a couple of times for lunch. I met the big boss. per normal? I met the big boss a couple of times too. Oh. She's great. The sea monster. Yes. Oh, God. No. <laughs> That's a cool nickname. That is. No. Why have none of us thought I of this? I don't like it. Sea monster. Because uh, I'm thinking of what we talked about at 10, uh, okay. 945 this morning. Mm. Boy, you look up a wiener fish one time. <laughs> and you can't have any fun with nicknames anymore. I think I have one more tip real quick. It's a quickie. Mm-hmm. How to make someone believe a lie. Okay. Okay. You just have to answer quicker. Someone asks you a question and you plan on lying, answer real quick. Hey, Donna, what'd you do last night? None of your business. <laughs> okay, no, that seems, <laughs> that seems a little... That's just that's mean. mean. Uh, You're asking funny. Me. Hey, Steve, uh, what'd you do last night? I made salmon. Oh, oh no gosh. Way. Oh, that's I love great. making salmon. That's it was like cool. a sweet, sweet release for All me. Right. Ew. You ate McDonald's, didn't you? No, I, I haven't had fast food in a while. Good for I've you. been eating, the month of February, February has been pretty darn good for me. But gosh darn it, if my weight hasn't been just stagnant. Really frustrating. And you're exercising too. I'm exercising about five days a week. 
Oh, now, only great, about Steve. 20 minutes a day. Maybe it's time for me to ramp that up. I don't know. I'm going to go. Talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you want to do now? Let's. Uh, why don't we take a break? <laughs> Eddie Murphy was. Yes, let's uh, talk about Eddie. Chitting and chatting with. Chitting with a C. Yes, chit-chatting with uh, Jimmy Fallon last night. Now, I heard the very back end of the conversation where he recounted a story with Prince, a famous story. Was it true? Was it not true? So he finally set the record straight on that. And something else that Eddie Murphy claims to have invented that is sort of a pop culture phenomenon of sorts. So we'll dig into some Eddie Murphy fun now that Coming to America is on its way to your television screens. That when we come back on Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys. Hi. Still bummed out about losing the college pop culture knowledge. No, you shouldn't be. It's just a uh, trend. Okay. It's like you're like GameStop. (laughs) (laughs) That works anyway. That went back up. Uh, Thanks, Steve. You're doing fine. Think about what you are good at worrying (laughs) (laughs) paperwork you're hilarious it's cool it's been cool you're good at this thing called radio you do oh thanks a lot heck of a job with that oh man you guys are awesome um before we talk eddie murphy who's got coming to america coming back i did i had a dream last night that i was let go from both uh jobs Hmm. that was not good from a financial standpoint yeah, especially since you bought that big new house and that Donna. fancy new designer dog. Okay, it's not a designer. <laughs> I would consider your dog a designer dog. No, he's just a pure breed dog. It's not like it's like a. He's not purebred. He's a purebred. No, he's not. He's a poodle and a. He's a mix. Yeah. No, he's not a mix. He's a. What is he? He's oh, a he's soft coated wheat. Oh, terrier. that's right. He's a wheat and terrier. My bad. He looks so poodly. Grant's just joining us. Grant, my dog's getting his. Wiener cut off this morning. Hey, mine, guys, you remember the picture I sent yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Horrifying. We, on Tuesday, uh, my man Grizzly went in and did the same procedure. How long did that, what, did they have to use a hacksaw? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was intense, <laughs> yeah. So, And then they also do like a, they staple their stomach because they're bigger breeds, their stomachs can turn, so they did that as mm. well. But yeah, it is, and what you said, Donna, was true. They how remember we were talking about that last week? The how flappy the, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's there, yeah. but there's that's because yours is very. My dogs haven't testicles haven't descended yet, uh, and so they're just trying to you know loosen get marbles out of a pocket. Whereas yours look like a boxing speed bag at the, <laughs> to the bottom of that dog. <laughs> so yeah, and then the body will just eventually absorb them, mm-hmm. and the stitches I think will eventually just dissolve too. Yeah, well, there's yeah the, the stitches yes, but it sounds like right now there's. Some something in there, so I think you know something went in there. Something, some liquid or something is in there. So oh, I don't know. We'll have oh. to see. Hope, we got to keep an eye on that. How's your dog doing, Steve? Uh, we don't know. I dropped him off this morning at seven fifty, and uh, we we I think instead of the cone, we're gonna do. Do you know that you can get a onesie? Really? I and, and uh, you just have to unbutton the flap whenever it's time for them to go outside to go potty. But otherwise, then they don't have a big plastic cone. Now they have those little soft collar donuts that you can do. Ahead, yeah, the, what, what are you talking about? I'm uh, like the cone. You could do like the thing that looks like a life preserver. That's you blow air mm-hmm. into it and then put it around their neck. Mm-hmm. What's a onesie? So a onesie is like a onesie for a baby, just like a giant shirt that buttons at their butt, and then that way there it, is just no fabric. Licking. Yeah, so then they're not licking and. 
chewing on the thing because it's just I'm sure uh, it starts like a to compression itch. shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours, you know, we have a, one of the cones, but they also gave us like a it's like a little ring, like one of those you know, blow up rings yeah. and, and you can just put that around there. So it's not like a plastic cone around. Yeah, his neck. It's like a life preserver. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's yeah. a little more comfortable for him. We well, found. what's nice about it is sometimes when they put, I told our boss about this, when they sleep, the cone looks kind of uncomfortable, but when they sleep with the life preserver thing around their neck, yeah, they mm-hmm. just rest their head on it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. their chin. It's like a pillow. Yes. Yes. We. Yeah. So Eddie Murphy, Eddie Congratulations, Murphy. you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank um, you. Eddie Murphy, can I start? Please. So I forgot, I didn't realize that this uh, this scene that he's going to be talking about was from Coming to America. I thought it was from something like, um, I don't know, like a John Belushi movie or something. But mm. he was on The Tonight Show, and he said that his character, Randy Watson... Mm-hmm. In coming to America, did the first mic drop ever, and he also said that huh. it was improvised, as was the band's name, Sexual Chocolate. You want to hear him talking about yeah, it? Let's hear. Okay, here we go. Grant is looking for it. The very mm-hmm. first mic drop ever, ever. What I said was so. <laughs> You know, so fly, there's nothing left to say, and I'm dropping the mic. The very first one to do that is Randy Watson. <laughs> and you know what? That was improvised. That was an improvised moment, and uh, the name of the band, Sexual Chocolate, <laughs> that night I must have said 10, every take I would say a different name to the band. And this is my band so-and-so, and it just would get more and more ridiculous. Then that was the ridiculous one that stayed in. He is just delightful. I'm so glad he sounds so fun and happy. Still. Yeah, he, do- he sounds happy. You're right. Yeah, like because- I was always afraid he would be kind of more serious. And he was kind. He wasn't like a recluse, but he was tough to he- find. He took some time away. Yeah, he really did. Do you want to hear? He didn't this- know if he'd come back super serious or not. I know. Do you want to hear the scene? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. If I fail, if I succeed, you can't take away my dignity. Because the great ass, love of all inside of me. Sex the chocolate. Wait for it. Chocolate. He yells it at the end too. (laughs) Doesn't he like beat the mic with his leg a little bit? Like, uh, uh, I can't wait for this. I know it looks so good. Uh, I need to have seen the first one. Um, yeah, kind of. It's so funny. It's good. Grant, there's one more clip in there. Got it. He's on Fallon and talking about how he changed his mind. He never planned on doing a sequel. Got it. Here we go. We never thought about doing a sequel to the movie. We thought it was over because the story ended with him going off. It looked like they was going to live happily ever after. And that was the end of the story. And then the movie became this cult movie. Like, you know, of all the movies that I've done, Coming to America is the one that, like, worked its way into the culture in all these different ways, little catchphrases from the movie. And you have, like, uh, 
On Halloween, people get dressed up as characters from coming to America. There's a restaurant in New York, I mean, in, in L.A., that on Halloween changes itself into McDowell's restaurant, and they have, like, uh, <laughs> sexual chocolate milkshakes and stuff. So I was like, yeah, this movie's like a cult movie. You know, so I was like, yeah. So then I started, you know, thinking, hey, if I could figure out a way to connect those dots, we could do a sequel to those movies. And I got an idea, and it all kind of came together. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh. You know, when Eddie Murphy was away for a while, I remember he did some kind of haunted mansion kind of thing because I remember Disney doing a big thing with a movie that he was in as it related to Eddie Murphy. Does anyone recall huh. that? The no. haunted mansion? Or no. Something like that? Okay. No. Right, By the I'll way, Murphy fine. did say last night, too, that the story about uh, him playing basketball against Prince two-on-two with <gasps> his brother Charlie since yeah. passed away was real. Uh-huh. And Prince. Oh, that's awesome! Prince's team won, blouses. and Prince was in blouses. Yes, exactly. That's true. <laughs> Shirts versus blouses. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, we're gonna take a break. Grant is gonna have a dirt alert when we come right.